Listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. You know, one of my favorite spaces in the city to go and work, to go and think, to go and relax is at the Detroit Institute of Arts in its Kresge Court, which was redone a few years ago to make it more of a gathering space, to make it more of a publicly welcoming space here in the city. And that space and the direction that the museum headed by redoing that space that way sort of reflects a trend in museums, uh, not just here in Metro Detroit, but countrywide. The idea of a large shared community space as part of a museum is one of the ways that museums are kind of rethinking their role in cities like Detroit, rethinking their role in placemaking, not just in art exhibition or history exhibition or any of the other things that we see museums doing. The Detroit Institute of Arts is envisioning a large shared community plaza that will be anchored by the DIA, the Detroit Public Library main branch, the Detroit Historical Museum, the College for Creative Studies, and other buildings that are right there in that uh, Midtown Corridor on Woodward. We want to talk now about this idea of museums as gathering spaces and as placemakers in cities like Detroit. And as always, of course, we want to hear from you as well. What do you think of the idea of museums as public spaces, public gathering spaces? Uh, Do you think you would use a space like this? Uh, Who else do you think might use it. As always, the number on the phones is uh, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. And joining us now to talk more about what's going on at the DIA and in other museums is Felicia Eisenberg-Molnar. She is the Executive Director of Strategic Initiatives at the Detroit Institute of Arts. Felicia, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Great to be here. Also with us is Mark Nikita. He is the co-founder and president of Archive Design Studio in Detroit. He's an architect, an urbanist, and adjunct professor of urban design at Lawrence Tech University. Mark Nikita, welcome to Detroit today. Thank you, Stephen. Nice to be here. Yeah. So, Felicia, let's start with you. Talk about uh, what the museum envisions for this neighborhood as this shared cultural space. Is this uh, properly seen as an extension of what's already going on in Kresge Court? So you're exactly right, Stephen. Um, I first want to say that this is a very collaborative effort. All of the institutions in the cultural district are joining in on this conversation and part of the steering committee and the planning process. Originally, you're right, it was about creating a town square on the property of the DIA, and quickly we realized we live and we exist, our neighbors, in one of the richest places in the metro region, um, probably unparalleled in any place except maybe at the Smithsonian on the plaza in in Washington, D.C. So we look to that as a model of how these institutions can now work together to create um, an activated, enlivened space Um, and connect each of the institutions together. So there's a sense of arrival, 
um, in the future, we hope, when you arrive, that you will feel like you are in this rich neighborhood of many institutions. We have, um, you know, Wayne State, as you mentioned, the College for Creative Studies. We have the Charles H. Wright Museum. We have the Scarab Club. We have, you know, residential um, as well. But really, these 12 anchor institutions, how can we bring them, you know, um, to the people more and how can people experience Uh, so what do you imagine will happen in this space what will people do so we asked um, some of the great minds in design to think about what will happen we didn't think we were the right people to imagine that solely on our own and we uh, launched an international design competition in the last year and last month the three finalist teams came and presented their visions for you know what does this space look like and uh, people can come and see their visions they're at the museum currently and they're running up in the family room galleries um, through the end of March. And so what, you know, these designers are showing us are, you know, big open spaces with connected pathways, um, little gardens and walking spaces and places to sit and places to eat and places for performance and programming and Uh, you know, and public art and how, you know, we can move across Woodward differently than we do now. Um, So it's very interesting. So I really encourage everyone to come and see, you know, these three teams. They're uh, a team from Paris, a team from Boston, a team from Minneapolis, really thinking about the challenges of how you create great public space yeah. in the city. Yeah. Uh, Mark Nikita, what do you think about what the DA is hoping to do here? And what do you think ab- about the idea of design sort of influencing this placemaking role that museums are trying to, to take on? Well, I, I, fully, I, I fully support the idea of, of doing a, uh, a sort of comprehensive look at the cultural center. I think we have one of the greatest assets in terms of art museums in the country, um, one of the best museums in the world, the DIA, and uh, with the Cass Gilbert Library across the street and the other museums. I mean, we have an incredible asset there with these sort of multiple facilities. And uh, it really, we have never uh, implemented in all these years a comprehensive sort of view or approach to unify the, all of them into something that would become truly an asset collectively, you know, with the, with the Wright Museum and, and the Science Center and Scarab Club, all these different elements on the Detroit Historical Museum, they all sort of are next to each other, but they kind of act independently. And this is an opportunity, and, and there has been many discussions about this in the past. It's not the first time this has come up. Um, there have been plans and ideas about unifying it, but it never really was to the point of implementation. And it's, it's really an opportunity to take advantage of this unification and, and not just make the DIA and each one of these on their own work uh, as a collective great asset for the city, but, but really to, to, to make it, um, you know, someplace that I think in North America can be noted as a, as a premier cultural center. So this is a great opportunity. I, f- I fully support it. It's, it's just a matter of how uh, you know, all the sort of questions that come into play <laughs> that I think Felicia is very aware of, which is, uh, you know, what's the best way to design it? You know, how do you fund it? How do you program it? How do you, how do you implement it short-term, long-term? And how do you make it a place that really not only works for all the individual uh, assets, but 
works for the city yeah. and for the district. And I, I think that's that's the big question that we're you know we're all sort of looking at at this point a year ago. So, so in recent years, we've seen in Detroit uh, other efforts to try to do this away from the cultural center, right? So Campus Marshes, I think, is a really interesting example. The Riverwalk, uh, the part of Woodward that's now closed uh, in front of the Coleman Young Municipal Center, uh, that that is kind of a gathering space. I mean, is is this um, is this this trend in that direction something that's reflective of what other cities are doing, or are we because we I think neglected public space for so long in Detroit? Are we just catching up? Well, to some, I think to some degree we're catching up. Clearly, placemaking and the idea of public space, at least in North America. Has really come on onto the front, you know, the front end of the uh, the discussion. Obviously, in other parts of the world, specifically in European cities, this is this has always been a sort of a primary um, aspect of urban life. And in American cities, in North American cities, it's been a little less so, uh, especially in some some of the cities. So I think the uh, clearly we we're we are all I think in North America taking more note of the importance of this and how it's the thing that knits everything together. Where you know you have the buildings, the live, work, and play environment of people working and living and going to recreate in different places. But how does it all fit together? Well, that's the public space, that's the infrastructure, that's the streets, the sidewalks, and then the parks. And we do have, by, by way of our great Woodward plan from 1805, we have this great structure to work with. But um, over the years, I think many of our parks, Grand Circus Park, Harmony Park, uh, Capitol Park, uh, Grand, Campus Marshes, Hart Plaza, the Riverwalk, all have been underutilized, if not not non-existent. <laughs> and, uh, and we are starting to really take note and putting those in, in, you know, in, into the in priority. And, and in many cases, I think we're doing really well. I think... Campus Martius, Capitol Park, uh, are really on the ups, upswing. Obviously, the Riverwalk is starting to really move in that direction. So we're seeing the value of these assets, and now we're just building on those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the use in those places it just seems to go up every year or every month uh, at this at, at this point in terms of just the number of, the sheer number of people who uh, you encounter there. Uh, uh, Felicia, I wonder if you can talk some about the experience at Kresge uh, and and what that has changed about the museum. What effect have you seen that have on the sort of uh, uh, the museum as an institution to have as many people as I see in there uh, on a pretty regular basis? So this was a very uh, determined effort by our director, Salvador Salord Pons. When he took over about three and a half years ago, he really, uh, his mission is to create a space for everyone, a space where everyone was welcome, a gathering space. It's very important for him that the community and all the counties see the DIA as someplace, you know, that that's theirs. Um, and I think this sense of like the living room of a uh, place to sit and just gather your thoughts is, uh, you know, is key to all the thinking about the outside uh, exterior environment as well. So, you know, bringing the inside out, uh, Salvador uh, hails from Madrid, <laughs> you know, a uh, place where public space and squares, that's where you meet your friends, yes. that's where you have coffee, that's where you play cards, that's where you bring your kids to play in the fountains. Um, you know, I think, 
you know, despite all of our connections on Internet and on our phones and so forth, we still want places to go to be together. And we see this in the city often when, you know, Noel night, um, people coming out and just, you know, piling onto the street and and really the sense of being in a crowded space, a welcoming and live in space is is very uplifting. I mean, much more so than seeing empty spaces, sure. I think. Um, so, and and you're right. There's a great movement all over the country. We see it with the High Line. We see it in Philadelphia. That cities are saying public space is really important for making great cities. Um, and this is a transformational moment for the city of Detroit. Um, and I think um, it's really great that the DIA is helping lead and collaborate, but I really want to emphasize again that this is a partnership with the whole district, yeah. and it takes, you know, all of us, it takes a village for all for this to really happen. It's yeah. going... Yeah. Uh, I would also be remiss if I didn't uh, mention my friend, Brad Frost, uh, who had a lot to do with the design and the thinking behind the redo of uh, of Kresge Court, he was a Kresge Innovation uh, Fellow here in, in in Detroit, and and talked a lot about this idea of creating a cultural living room, a, a terminology that, that that you're using. Mm-hmm. And we lost Brad a, a few years ago, but uh, every time I go into that space, uh, I think about him and and that vision that. Uh, that he had. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Felicia Eisenberg Molinar, who's the executive director of strategic initiatives at the Detroit Institute of Arts, and Mark Nikita, who's the co-founder and president of Archive Design Studio in Detroit. We're talking about the idea of placemaking in museums, the idea of sort of taking the museum inside and pushing it outward uh, to welcome in the community, to create spaces where we gather and talk with each other and do things together. Uh, The DIA is uh, in conjunction with a number of other institutions about to launch uh, a big outdoor uh, plaza gathering space. Um, What do you think of that idea? What do you think should be used uh, or how do these uh, how should these kinds of spaces be used in Midtown uh, Detroit? Who do you think will use it? Will you use this space? Uh, As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will try to work you into the conversation. Agnes on Facebook says, I love the plan. Now bring back the Detroit Festival of the Arts. Uh, Another really interesting idea uh, to bring people together. Uh, Let's go to the phones here. Uh, Glenn in Detroit. Glenn, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, thanks a lot, Tim, for taking my call. This is great. Um, I'm so lucky because we live three blocks away from the from all this center of museums. Uh, we love the Kresge Court. I call it the uh, the Court of Cafes. You have all those little different spaces, and you can enjoy each one of those. So that's great. And to move that outside and to pull all these museums together is fantastic. One of the things that I would like the city to get involved with is the parking around the museum. Right now it's limited to two hours. And so often, uh, I'm a volunteer there as well, often people are running out of the museum because they can no longer uh, extend their parking. And if that could be extended to four hours, 
I think would make it a much friendlier <laughs> space. I, I I can commiserate with you, Glenn, about the the oh. parking uh, and the the limitations on parking around there. Well, when you think of doing something like this, you you do. Uh, I guess you do have to account for the other kinds of infrastructure, I guess, that, that exists. And parking parking's one of them. Parking is huge. And it's probably one of our first tasks in terms of, you know, slicing and dicing all the challenges and all the opportunities in the district is to, you know, to take care of parking. And I think that will probably uh, be the first initiatives that you see coming out of this planning process. I just want to ag- again say that this is a planning process and we're looking for community inpa- input, uh, community engagement, and stakeholder meetings will be going on all through the next year as we gather, you know, what folks are talking about, what they need, what they see, um, that, you know, what they think we should be doing with this district. And um, we hear, we've been hearing for a very long time that parking is an issue. So you can be sure that this is a top priority. We'll in do our something plan. about it, right? Yeah. I know the city is really inflexible about that sometimes because <laughs> uh, it's a revenue question for them. But uh, but but it does make it harder to to, to participate in things uh, that you might be down there for for a while and doing. There, actually, there is quite a lot of parking in the district. It's just that people don't know how to access it. And I think what you'll be seeing is some new apps coming online that will point you to, you know, vacant parking spaces. Wayne State has a huge capacity, lots of parking decks that, you know, when the students aren't around are, are underutilized. Are pretty and, empty, sure. And so, but there just isn't a great... Um, communications device right now to, to to direct people to where the parking is when you can't find something. So we're actually talking uh, with the University of Michigan about an app, developing an app around parking. Uh, again, Glenn, thanks very much for the call uh, and the comments. Let's go to Audra in Detroit. Audra, what's on your mind? Hey, I'm sorry. I'm walking in the wind. <laughs> um, I am an educator and a songwriter. In Detroit, and I'm excited to hear this conversation. Um, I've been using these spaces for community activity for a long time to see um, this happening is really exciting. So I just wanted to add that I'm always trying to invite folks to come meet at the Kresge Court <laughs> or downstairs at the Historical Museum, Detroit Library, using these spaces and seeing people meet and work, and this has been happening for a long time, but really connecting it is super exciting. So yeah, I wanted to say thank you, <laughs> and I'm out of breath because I'm running to teach my class. <laughs> okay, thank all you. right, Audra. Thank I appreciate you, your calling on the way to class. <laughs> um, you know, one, one question that comes up when we talk about these kinds of spaces in Detroit sometimes is the issue of inclusion, right? Who are these spaces for? Are they for people who don't live here to come back to the city? Are they for white people? Are they for rich people? Uh, are they for the poor people who live here uh, in large numbers in the city of Detroit? How, how do you guys uh, address those questions when they come up, Felicia? Well, this is a key activity of our engagement process where we want to hear from everyone. And this is a space that is for everyone. It's a public space. It it doesn't represent any one interest area. 
Um, you know, we have people coming into the museum and supporting the DIA from the counties. We have local residents who, you know, uh, use the DIA as part of their everyday life. Um, you know, I, I, we will only be successful if this space is active and seen um, as something welcoming for everybody. So that that's yeah. just period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Uh, Robert in Detroit. Robert, welcome to Detroit today. Hi. Um, you've already touched on parking, but you know, the, the underground parking has been closed for years and yeah. that's something that I think really needs to be restored. But overall, you're doing a great job with this whole idea, but, um, I've been to a lot of museums all over the world. And one of the coolest I've ever seen was in Cleveland. Um, they have a lot of technology that they've integrated and, um, they had a, a show on art from India where they were doing yoga. They had um, a restoration of a Caravaggio painting where you you could see behind the glass of people actually restoring it and opening up those parts of the museum the average person never sees to the public. And um, they did these things where you... I don't want to talk on and on and on about it, but I just hope that you look at a museum like that for some perspective and where you go with this. That's a really interesting observation, Robert. I'm glad you called. Um, Mark, Nikita, are there are there specific places we ought to be looking uh, around the country or around the world for ideas like this about uh, opening up our museums and, and things like that to, to gathering? <clears throat> Yes, I, I think uh, what's one of the things that we, we do in our work is we always look at precedent, and precedent becomes a real guideline And because you can look at what's been done, but you can also understand and, and analyze what's been successful or not and, 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 and learn from that and hopefully implement that. So the idea is not to um, come in and just completely reinvent the wheel. I mean, you want to be innovative and fresh and come up with great ideas that – in, in many cases may not have been implemented elsewhere, but we want to make sure that we are rooted in the, the understanding that, um, that there, there are ways that people use public space and there are ways that, that, they, that they don't. And there are, there are plenty of examples of very successful situations and plenty that show us what not to do. Um, a few come to mind that, that, you know, the ones that I find to be really successful um, uh, the Rex Museum in, in uh, Amsterdam, for example, has an incredible park um, adjacent to it, which is very, very popular. And it's very, it's relatively simple. And it's, it's an example, I think, of not less is more, if you will. And uh, there's, there's examples like that. Uh, I think Chicago has some good examples there as well. Um, the, uh, the Tate Museum in London is another great example along the Thames there. The public space that's around there, the way the bridge works along the Thames, and then the walkway along the river, <clears throat> it's it's simple, it's thoughtful, and it, it it comfortably accommodates all the people that go in and out. So it's not overdone, it's not inappropriate, it's not misplaced. It leaves the museum as the primary element, mm -hmm. so it's not competing. Um, so it's supplemental, which I think is important as well. Um, but there are plenty of examples of uh, places that, that have worked really well and I think we can learn from and, and hopefully do a, a terrific job that's unique to Detroit yeah. but yet accommodates these things that are successful. Yeah. And, and we Reflect some of the smarter ideas from exactly. uh, other places. Mm -hmm. uh, Felicia, what's the timetable for this? When can people expect to, to gather uh, in this new space? <laughs> well, it's going to take, it's going to take time. Um, you know, we're just about completing the – design competition 
uh, part of the exercise, and we'll be announcing the winner of that competition in April sometime. And from that point on, moving along with the um, execution of the concept of trying to uh, bring the design into some sort of um, you know, reality that at some point could be put into place. But we're, we're a long way out from actually putting any shovels in the ground, yeah. as they say. <laughs> but on the other hand, there'll probably be some movement on the parking structure, as, a, as one of the callers mentioned. The underground parking sh- uh, structure is going to be coming back online. And lots of programming on the exterior plazas to kind of get a sense of what this looks yeah. like going forward. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Felicia Eisenberg-Molnar, Executive Director of Strategic Initiatives at the DIA. Thanks for being here. Also, uh, Mark Nikita, co-founder and president of Archive Design Studio. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Up next, Anderson Cooper is going to be in town for a speaking event at Caesars Windsor on Friday, March 29th. And we've got four pair of tickets to give away. Call in now to take our Anderson Cooper quiz for a chance to win a pair. We'll be right back on Detroit Today.